Cool. And yeah, this is definitely recording this right now. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, uh, I have a NASA moving about, but he knows what we're doing. Trousers off. <laughs> that's that's the title for the first podcast, episode one, Trousers Off. Yeah, Drift Stage. It's essentially a neon-infused racing game with a lot of arcade characteristics, mm -hmm. but I'm talking like old-school arcade type, not the bouncing off walls and you know rubber banding right. that we, we know and love today. Basically, the concept is really simple. There's, there's a whole uh, city of neon, and the idea is to just hurl yourself sideways in a 80s sports car as fast as you can around this city. So I've held off playing this. When you say it's a racing game, you're actually actively racing against other cars at the same time, right? In the mode, in the mode that's available at the moment, which is, like I say, the, the Kickstarter sort of pre-alpha, it's one track, one car, and one mode. So it's the hot lap. Right. Okay. So you are racing against possibly your most fearsome opponent, which is yourself. Because it sounds a lot... I don't know if you played OutRun. Uh, I did many, many years ago when I was a wee band. Yeah, I, I, I played a bit of OutRun. Because I got very excited when I heard about Drift Stage because it sounded like uh, a, a reconceptualized version of OutRun, where basically you're driving sideways everywhere. Yeah, so <laughs> that, that's accurate, actually. So, I mean... It, the the level in this in this alpha is a circuit and there's like a there's a, a novice an intermediate and an expert time to try and beat and that's a ghost that resets itself uh, each each time you pass the start finish um, and then when you beat mm. when you beat the basic uh, sort of the novice one then the next one will be available but also your best time so after one lap that it that beats the well, no, even after just one lap, there'll already be two ghosts. But looking at the Kickstarter, they're, they're going to implement other modes with other races, not just time trial stuff. I was going to say, that sounds interesting because like, the, the thing with OutRun is you're not necessarily racing against lots of other cars at one given time. It was more of a get, get from A to B as quickly as possible kind of game. But imagining like these slightly more narrow roads with lots of cars on them and you all sliding around and trying not to collide with each other sounds kind of interesting. No, they, I was reading in the, in the Kickstarter, for example, it's going to be like a sort of tournament mode. You pick a racer and you, you grab a car and you, you sort of progress through each racer's story. Hmm. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure how the collision is going to work because, like, like Rob said, it's generally just you and two ghosts on the track at any point, so you can you can actively slide through the ghosts, no problem. Right. Uh, you know, um, there isn't any sort of collision. I mean, if you bounce off the walls, it obviously it really slows you down. Right. So I'm wondering, I am wondering how they're going to handle maybe like an eight-way race where everybody's drifting into the same corner at the beginning. Like, maybe if you don't hit the perfect line, it could be a complete wipeout at the start or <laughs> something <laughs> like that, you know. So when you say pre-alpha, temper my expectations here, because 
I, I generally avoid uh, playing early builds of games because I end up getting put off wanting to play the game at all. And this sounds like something I really want to play. Should I avoid this until this is further developed or, or am I going to have some fun? I played until I had a headache on the first lap. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a one, like I said, it's, it's one car, one track, one mode. Right. So you have this, like, I think, if my childhood self recalls correctly, it's a Lotus Esprit. Yeah. Oh. Cer- it oh, certainly chosen. looks like the Lotus from James Bond in uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, yes, excellent choice. Neon. They're like facsimiles. Yeah. They're not, like, 100% accurate, so they don't have to worry about licensing. But they, sure. you know what they are. And in you fact, know what's happening. On the Kickstarter page, they've named all of them, like, a sort of, a, you know, a knowing kind of name and they've got they've got toyotas in there they've got ferraris etc etc it a botus l'esprit <laughs> not quite that <laughs> on the nose i uh, i just received because i actually backed this on the kickstarter which was an epically successful kickstarter it's already funded i i don't exactly know if it was two or three days that it took to fund mm. oh is it still going it's still going. Yeah, yeah it's still it only started oh three i'm days. going to fund this um yeah it started five days ago so i, I can tell you about my journey with this one so I, I tried it last night because I wanted to get a feel for it for this and fell in love with it. Beat the intermediate time, but not the expert one. From from there, I was like already already bought into it and then went and checked the Kickstarter page. And, and there's a trailer on there, which after giving it a go for yourself, really hits the spot, like seeing what they've already thought up. For, for the rest of the game from different locations to different vehicles and just the the, the feel of it you can you can tell how the rest of the game is going to sort of pan out from there or at least hope it's going to pan out from there so going also going back to the the feel of the game it actually feels a little bit more like ridge racer oh um, interesting not not in the way that you are you feel like you're on a rail going around the corner you are very much in control of that drift Mm-hmm. Um, which and, is why I suck so terribly at it. <laughs> and, and, and it's it's a balance of, of getting a drift in the right place that isn't too harsh that you lose speed like there'll be there'll be softer turns that you'll you'll not want to drift on you'll feel like you should be because it's so cool to have this sort of tire smoke kicking mm-hmm. up but you actually don't want to be drifting on every turn and the ones that you are drifting on you're kind of Getting it as sideways as you can, going into it at as much speed as possible, but sometimes you'll have to sort of bail out of the of the drift and sort of go go ahead normally and then get into another drift. Which and transitioning between those two feels brilliant. I've actually been playing a lot of Ridge Racer recently. The original Ridge Racer, right? The Ridge Racer. The the the, the original. Um, yeah. I I picked it up in Japan um, right. just because. It was maybe the first PS1 game I played. Hmm. Was it, in fact, the first PS1 game? Uh, uh, thinking back, I can tell you. Uh, it's it's around there. Yeah. yeah, it's around there. I think I'm right. I think yeah. I'm right. Um, but um, strangely, holds up quite well. Obviously, there's a, a huge amount of nostalgia there. But um, it, it's funny what you what you were saying about. Um, it's not always wise to drift around every corner because even in Ridge Racer, you still go for it. <laughs> you, every <laughs> every every possible turn where you could like have the back wheels go out, you're gonna try and go for it, even if it's gonna end in disaster. 
Well, that's exactly what I did at Drift Stage at the beginning. I was literally like, it's called Drift Stage. Let's drift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I, I managed to beat the novice time. And then the intermediate ghost popped up on my next like hot lap coming through. As soon as I passed the start finish, uh, the intermediate ghost popped into existence. And it's really well done. Like The tells help you to improve. Mm. So as soon as I was watching this this intermediate ghost, who was obviously tearing me a new one, you could see when he wasn't drifting. You could see him a couple of turns ahead, and like the the big Telltale cartoon sort of uh, smoke that comes pouring out of the back of the car every time you start drifting. Like it doesn't appear, and that gives you this really cool visual clue that like, okay, I'm not supposed to be drifting here. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because but- maybe maybe at the beginning it's it's really tempting, as you say, to just throw the back wheels out, fishtail around the corner, and be like, "Yeah, I'm so awesome." You, you've made me think of Mario Kart Eight actually, because the, mm. the 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 ghost system in that game is particularly amazing. Mm. Because well, you basically have millions of ghosts to choose from because it's just live updates from other players. But choosing a ghost that's just about you know just better than you and realizing that one thing that that player is doing better than you and have that be the thing that tightens up your game and then go to the next ghost becomes an addiction. That's cool. And I mean, in this one, it's just the three, but I did, I did feel the same that the first one just shows you what you should be doing. And you, you quickly, quickly beat that one. But then the, the, the intermediate one is ahead of you for the first, I don't know, I think it was four or five laps for me. But then I was faster at, at certain places, so obviously it was holding back but showing you the techniques. And once, mm. once I'd beaten that, I I was pretty close with the expert one, but you, you've you got to be on it at all times. I, mm. will, I will be going back to beat that uh, soon. Um, but yeah. this is this is where Rob obviously pops his pops into the podcast to say I'm much better at racing <laughs> games than Tom because I played for a solid hour, like I was literally not feeling very well <laughs> after busting around this neon wonderland for a for a solid hour, like sweating and trembling more with each turn. Um, you know, I'm I was I was the living embodiment of that cake song. You know, the distance. I was literally I was on my own in the house. Uh, just desperately trying to beat, and I didn't beat the intermediate time. I didn't beat it. I didn't even see the advanced time. I didn't know if it was advanced, expert, hyper, whatever. I I just didn't see it because I, I never beat the the intermediate. Are you using a control pad when you're playing this? Actually, I just, I just thought, do they have control pad? Yeah, uh, yep, I was already? I was playing I was playing control pad. Yeah. Okay. Cool. No, I'm just. I'm just it's, when, when I think of games being very early, I always uh, no, it's, try not to make assumptions. It's perfect left trigger, right trigger. Right, right. You, and to kick burnout, the back it, wheels out, you just tap the brake. Yeah, in fact, yeah. I, I think we've mentioned all of my favorite racing games of, of arcade, sort of an arcade style, because it's like burnout when you want to initiate a drift, you sort of, you know, hit the hit the uh, brakes and hit the gas as you turn. It's very much yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, um, it, it sounds like it's hitting the right notes. Yeah. The difference with this is that walls are not your friends. <laughs> Growing up on a on a multitude of, you know, the the more sort of casual racing games, I I I always tended to use walls as suggestions rather than obstacles. <laughs> and in this one, you will notice a significant speed drop. Like you can be doing 120, 130 kilometers an hour into a drift. Yeah, you it, tap a wall and you drop 20 kilometers, you know. It sounds like by design you're meant to be doing perfect laps, right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, exactly, but as I said in my in my quick play when I when I first looked at it, 
I thought I did a perfect lap. You know, I didn't touch a wall. I was drifting. I was sliding. I had my my electro soundtrack going on. I was I was living the dream. And then I still didn't beat the intermediate time, <laughs> which just made me feel faintly foolish. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I have a feeling this is one of those things where, and this this is again Mario Kart experiences coming through, where you'll just think you've hit a wall and that's as good as you can go. And a couple of weeks later, you'll go back to that track just because you enjoy it, not because you're actually trying, and you'll just completely demolish your best time. I think what's going to happen is I'm just going to get really fed up with Rob beating all my time, so I'm just going to you know, go and cry <laughs> in a corner. <laughs> now I feel like I really have to play this this evening, <laughs> just to see the, just to look at the times. I was going to say the same thing, that it, you have the option on the pause menu to uh, post your best time on Twitter, and then it opens up the interface and... And you just, my best time on this is 123 or 127 or whatever it is. Uh, it's right, 123, I, yeah. I, I did see your, your tweet today or yesterday, I think it was, yeah. yeah. But then, I, but then I, I felt curious, like, is that good on the global stage? So I hit the, uh, the hashtag for drift stage and there's people with 117s. I was like, okay, back to the drawing board. <laughs> I call hacks. <laughs> so now it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to like find YouTube videos um, of people making those times, just to see what it is that they're doing. You're not. Yeah. Well, I think I I can learn from the expert one. Once I've beaten that, that's pretty close to that time. And then yeah, from, right. from there, like, what are they doing to you know drop those extra tenths? But yeah, it's really cool. And in fact, we've not even talked about the soundtrack, which is just amazing. It's really amazing. It fits. So I knew perfectly. this would be up your street. It. It, yeah. It's like um, 80s arcade Sega, like uh, Ridge Racer, not Sega. Oh, so we're Nintendo. talking like like rave pop or um, no, like sh like shredding MIDI guitar kind of thing, like um, uh, okay, like, uh, Sega, like Sega, Rally, <laughs> Sega Rally, maybe something like right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. From the Kickstarter backer, I, I from the Kickstarter backer email, I do know that they they've got a, a rather sexy white BMW coming in, and yep. also Eurobeat. Yeah. Eurobeat, <laughs> okay. nice. Yes. So if you're a fan yeah. of Eurobeat, that will be tickling your fancy very soon, I would imagine. I, but I yeah, try the first and make track sure it's not on my just... Spotify playlists, but yes, I am a fan. <laughs> no, the first track, everything that that Rob just said, like. Everything melds together so beautifully. You've got this super cool car. It's like really an iconic car from our childhood. You've got this neon drenched sort of industrial city that evokes all of your sort of 80s video game. I mean, I, I'm thinking sort of Streets of Rage. You can imagine Axel, you know, battering fools down <laughs> under the <Yeah>. underpass <laughs> while you're sort of screaming sideways around, around it. And then the music just caps it all off. Yeah, and as I said before, I played an hour just listening to the same music track over and over and over, for for a continuous hour, and it didn't bore me. You know, it made it sound even more exciting. So yeah, what do we know about what's coming so, for this? Like, have they announced features, multiplayer, yeah, even? It, the the Kickstarter's pretty much listed it all out. Um, so okay. I mean, firstly, the the trailer shows daytime tracks on like a coastal road for example so it's not just all neon but the art style carries over and and it's perfect like it's it's not it's not cell shaded it's it's just blocky single single color textures and it and it it's really it really pops out I'm not quite sure how we now, so i I'd, I'd say it's it's like any screenshot from that game it will look like a 2d game 
not too it, it you know reminds me of a shading technique it reminds me of a shading technique they used in Tekken 2 what you're describing I think they called it garrod shading or something like that right but yeah and or, or also um, like what they're using in the the new the new Guilty Gear game where everything looks like it's a 2D game but it's actually really high detail polygons kind of like that like yeah like um some of the screens from the scr- from the uh, from the trailer it looks exactly like outrun w- would but with a 3d right. model for the car like a completely 3d model and a, and a 3d track so we're we're going to have local and online multiplayer they're going to they're aiming for four player split screen um, oh that's nice and then and then they've got like races against ai the time trial mode there's a mode which randomly generates a track in front of you uh, checkpoints. <laughs> it's Infinite Drift. It's called, which is you know my new band name right there. <laughs> that's pretty good actually. <laughs> uh, and that's that sounds that sounds really cool. And then they're gonna have daily challenges. And then as as Tom mentioned, a career mode that follows sort of the story of uh, of your racer, of your chosen racer and chosen chosen car. I'd assume maybe maybe they're tied together, maybe not. Yeah, that sounds fascinating actually. It's sort of story mode. One one racer that we haven't really mentioned that I think has been a big influence on this um, is F Zero. Oh, really? I wouldn't well. have made that it's, like, it's that kind of yeah. It's that kind of. I'm thinking about the sort of the colors and the vibrancy and the sure, sure. Yeah. Not the, the sort of the, the game, hilarious yeah. speed. Yeah, not really the feel, um, of course. But it's it's definitely like the visual style is is like going back to to more of a sort of F Zero SNES type time. Right, you know, uh, with all these huge colors and just you know, huge effects that are so simple. So hopefully, I mean, a lot of fans from that game will sort of cross over into this one because I, I was watching on Awesome Games Done Quick a lot of F Zero runs, and and oh, some cool. of those guys were like really really sick at that game. And so I'm hoping a lot of people from that sort of aspect will come into to drift stage as well. Something else that's really cool, like outside of the normal modes, is they will have a Steam Workshop mode as well. Yeah, it sounds like if they can make an infinite drift mode, if the game is able to generate its own level in real time, that to have tools available to make your own tracks and stuff probably isn't much of a stretch. No, it's it custom tracks and customize your cars with decals and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it's going to be going back to the old school days of just making the most horrendously chavy ride you possibly can. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as many dragon deta- decals as you can stick on one car and then lose horribly to anybody else who's actually playing against you. <laughs> well, if you're going sideways, that seems like the epitome of what a boy racer would do, right? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love the whole, you know, the whole thing. One thing that I, I have to say, though, um, I mean, again, because this is pre-alpha, but I'm just hoping they throw a little more weight behind the cars. Right, okay. I kind of, I'm not sure. I feel that it, it's pretty spot on, but I'd like to hear what Earl thinks about that. Uh to see to well, see to see if I'm I'm alone in that one. Well, the funny thing is, is like when I was picturing Outrun in my head, Outrun feels very, very, very light. Like the car is made of paper, and then you said Ridge Racer, which feels far heavier. Yeah, so it sounds like it's already a middle ground between those yeah. two. Yeah, I'd say so. I I do agree with what Rob's saying in in that it's it's sort of for for what they've given us in this in this free downloadable alpha is 
yeah, it's really cool for the track it is. I'm just worried because sometimes like what I mean is like the collisions with the wall, for example, they, they don't feel hugely meaty. Right. Okay. And okay. I'm worried if you're getting if you're getting into a lot of conflict, you know, if you're playing four player local multiplayer and you're trying to ram each other off the road or because I'm going to play dirty, you know that. You know that I can't beat you on skill alone, so I'm just going to go in and, and shunt you, rear-end you. I'm going to be playing Burnout, <laughs> whether I'm playing Drift Stage I, I, I or kinda, not. I kind of hope there's no collisions. Not not just to, to sort of foil... Like Trackmania. But yeah, so you, like, you just have, like a, I think it's 8 AI or 7 AI like racing with you, maybe. But I don't see it working with collisions, and collisions can really... So how, really how am I going to win? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't I'm just going to dis yeah. disconnect your controller. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, <laughs> no, but actually what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I hadn't even considered that as an option of uh, literally it's just a sprint for the finish. Everybody drifts and everybody sort of exists in their own sort of little partitioned world. Yeah. So I mm. can't slam you. Earl can't slam me. Well, yeah, it's, it's all, all about, getting a bit erotic in here. But... At that point. It's all about the drift. And I mean... No treble. The, <laughs> if there were collisions, there'd be a, like a skill in maintaining a speed, but like slowing down to not wipe out by hitting the guy in front of you. That yeah, could be really but it, cool. it like would cancel being... the drift right out, I guess. Well, it it depends, but I can imagine there being like eight um, eight cars drifting super close to each other around this massive curve. That that would look super cool. But obviously, you could you could probably do the same thing without the without the collisions but it would look it would be all the more impressive if if that was done with with the collisions i was going to say the difficulty with collisions uh, especially in arcade races is how the game decides to punish the two uh people in the, for the collision cuz one of the frustrations of games uh from from the era that this game seems to be harking back to is you'd feel like you were treated harshly like the the other person was being an ass uh, nudged you and didn't seem to get punished at all, and you're completely stationary. I don't know. I don't know if that would be the same. I, I mean, I, I think with collisions in this game, I think the big worry now I think about it now after what Rob said is that it would become a touring car simulator. Right. Okay. A yeah, lot of very it's... flashy cars slowing right down into the turns. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> which yeah. would be obviously the massive antithesis of what this game is all about. Which yeah, is... yeah, that's a really good point. Actually, it sounds like this is a game you don't want to you don't want to play carefully. You want it to play it skillfully. Yeah. So you're you're going flat out through this through this uh, track by the sounds of it. So you're not really wanting to be cautious. You have to throw caution to the wind. Yeah, no, you have to rely on your Jedi instincts. I mean, you mm. you have to be hitting turns at 130, 140 kilometers an hour <laughs> and just nudging your control stick enough to get that sweet drift. Mm. Like, one of the things that I tend to do is I tend to drift a little too hard and tend to go into the inside wall. Right, okay, where you want to kind of trace the outside lane as much as possible. Exactly, then, but the thing is as well that even in this game, it it kind of punishes you by even... Uh, even if you start to adjust your drift, you lose speed. Right. So oh, you've got to know where that sweet spot is and, and drop into that sweet spot and hold it for as long as, as, long as possible. Because if, like I do, and I think this is the biggest failing that I have playing it at the moment, is I, I drift in and then start twitching madly. <laughs> right, okay, where you kind of want to just maintain one 
smooth position. That would be the key. Yes, yeah. unfortunately, I seem to be incapable of that. And I just sort of fishtail around like I start panicking, you know, as soon as I come into a wall, I'm like, oh, no, OK, and, and, and start twitching away. And then all my speed's gone and the intermediate time and my ghost are way up the track. You know? <laughs> well, this is very unprofessional of me, but you've, you've both sold me on this to such an extent. I've, as we were talking, have started downloading the alpha, so oh, the pre-alpha. Yeah. How long is it going to take? Because uh, this could be cool if you uh, gave it a go right here, right now. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know why. It's tiny. It's a tiny, tiny. It uh, is. It is tiny, but it's going to take 15 minutes on my 100 meg connection. Um, <laughs> so unfortunately, it's not going to happen. But um, may, maybe I should uh, do some of the follow-up coverage for this game as we've uh, as we've done the pre-release coverage. Well, I think either you or Rob would be good to go on that because, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Rob fell in love with it last night. I'm waiting to see uh, see the new content because I know I'm not going to be able to beat Rob <laughs> in the time trial. I prefer to leave with my dignity intact. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, if you two were to go head-to-head, -head, like, have a look at it, see what you thought about the game, like, it'd be music to my ears. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, the game the game doesn't really need a huge amount of a push because it's already past its Kickstarter. But, I mean, the thing is 10 euros now to get it. I, I think would. ten euros. Yeah, I, is, yeah. So. I'm. I'm actually clicking on the ten dollar uh, tier as we speak. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is a bargain for. Yeah. I mean, if if what comes up is promised, uh, well, you know, ten euros. I, I I played this level enough to get five euros worth of. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, of content out of it. So, but yeah, so it's it's really like if you're looking at the the Kickstarter thing, you've got the the bulldog, the European, which is basically the Lotus. You've got the Stallone. Which is, uh, you know, obviously a thinly veiled reference to a certain Italian supercar. <laughs> uh, you know, you've got you've got what seems to be an old Nissan in there. Yeah, it's all yeah. very initial D. Initial D is something I need discovered very recently, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely has an initial D vibe to it. Especially yeah. the, the hand-drawn kind of because I'm looking at screenshots now and cheating. That that sort of hand-drawn look to it, going back to the way you said the game looks like it's rendered. It's very similar, in fact, the way that Initial D is drawn, the anime. Sure. Like cross-hatching on like windows and stuff. Not cross-hatching, but yeah, like yeah. the sort of vertical lines. Yeah, Yeah, it, it, like it's, like it's pencil-drawn and then yeah. slightly pixelated. Something like that, yeah. Mm. I think they've, they've even like referenced uh, Daytona in their sort of inspiration. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Of, you can sort of see that with the sort of colorful sort of graphics on show. So I think basically to anybody who's listening who's maybe on the fence about this, it's it's essentially a easy to learn but really difficult to master drift racer with influences from not only the 1980s but every racing game we've kind of held dear through our short lives. And if that doesn't really convince you to pick it up, I don't know what will. <laughs> Shot of maybe violence. I don't know. <laughs> well, not, not since the re-release of um, Outrun Two, I think it was, has there been a game that really looks or seems like this, which is crazy. No, this is it's just a brutally simple but wonderful game at the same time. Like, I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing what you say after you try it out for the first time. And less than twenty minutes, you'll yeah. at least get my first impression. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. In the meantime, 
we should probably crown Rob Cook champion of Drift Stage pre-alpha version and then maybe go around to his house and break his fingers so he can't beat us. <laughs> I, I'll definitely abuse your Twitter feed if I manage to beat your score. <laughs> oh, don't make me cry this evening. <laughs> All right, cool. Should we leave it there, gentlemen? Sounds yeah, good. I just want to say that really we should probably, you know, recommend again that everybody should go at least download the pre-alpha, alpha, whatever it is, and, and just have a real blast with this game. It's going to be big on the radars late 2015, I think. Phenomenal. Well, well spotted, Tom. Thanks for, thanks for recommending this one. Okay, no okay. problem. Yeah.